What do you want a daughter? What do you want a daughter? I have no idea what a daughter. We could switch to progress it all. Oh yeah. We could switch to progress on za. Okay. We could za and have to buy some za. Oh yeah. Let's switch to progress it all and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're gonna da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da da da. Quote da da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. HD Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, this is Manjula Narayan, National Books Editor, Hindustan Times, and this is the Books and Authors podcast. It's a weekly podcast where I speak to authors who've got a new book out. Hi, so today I have with me Arsha Satar, whose uh, Mahabharata for Children has is just out, and it's like quite, um, it's very nice. Hi, Arsha. Hello, Manjula. Thank you for having me on your show. Right. So I was going through it and like we were discussing earlier, I mean, I grew up with uh, the Raja Gopalachari version and with the um, Amar Chitrakata, many, you know, illustrated uh, stories based on the Mahabharata. But the children of today aren't really exposed to those things or they don't opt for those things. So this kind of like, it comes at the right time, I think. So what made you? Well, you know, um, my teacher, uh, Wendy Doniger, told me, you know, 30 years ago, uh, and so did A.K. Ramanujan, that each generation needs its own translation. Each generation needs its own retelling. And, you know, what you and I read with um, Raj Gopalachari or R.K. Narayan yeah. or Katha, or even, you know, the massive Mahabharata series that we all watched on TV on Doordarshan. Yes. Now, those are not things, as you rightly said, that young people today can relate to or are interested in, you know. Um, so it's time to retell it. And uh, certainly I'm not the only one. Namita Gokhale had a retelling, I think, about two years ago. Devadatta Patanayak, I believe, has one. Um, you know, there are many. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, is not a problem. I think that when we're dealing with a text that is being retold or dealing with a text that's being translated, the more of the merrier. Because together, when we read those many, many versions, we will get some sense of the original, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, this, my retelling is uh, motivated, I have to say entirely, by my publisher, Chiki Sarkar Jagannath. Um, because I did a Ramayana a few years ago, a Ramayana for children, and um, I think that worked out very well. And she's always been asking for a companion volume to that text. And, you know, my own work has been with Ramayana now for 30 years, so I was reluctant to Mahabharata. But also, of course, you know that anybody who claims to know the Indian epics, you can't know Ramayana without knowing Mahabharata, you can't know Mahabharata without knowing Ramayana. So Mahabharata was, you know, in my head, I just didn't think that uh, retelling it would become uh, so important for me. Mm. And given the most unexpected year that we've had um, in terms of the global situation, but also the less unexpected uh, but deeply disturbing situation we're facing in our own country, Mahabharata has turned out to be um, extraordinarily resonant. Hmm. 
So, but did you didn't did you find it kind of like difficult? I mean, being with the Ramayana for so long and moving to an epic that's just so different, you know, in its yeah. Well, yes and no. Um, you know, because um, in my last couple of Ramayana books, I've really been struck by the similarities between Rama and Yudhishthira, and in my new book for adults, Maryada, which is about Ramayana. Mm on Rama and Yudhishthira together. So Mahabharata has always been at the back of my mind. As I said, you cannot know Ramayana fully unless you know Mahabharata as well. Mm. So it was just a question of gaining the confidence to go to the back of my mind rather than the front of my mind, you know. And I was uh, mm. surprised it was, it was sitting there, you know, it was just dying to come out. The thing is that I also teach Mahabharata frequently, you know, so it's not like, oh, I haven't read Mahabharata for 30 years. Not at all. I Mm. A couple of times a year when I'm taking it, um, I read all the, you know, new Mahabharata versions. I read old Mahabharata versions. I read retellings. Mm. Um, uh, you can't escape Mahabharata in this country. You know, you really, yeah. really can't. I mean, so many, um, you know, even in, in, in the popular press, there will be some kind of, oh, that person is like Bhishma. Oh, you know, um, yeah. it's a it's a cultural vocabulary, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was never, um, I didn't realize how close Mahabharata was to me till I started writing, actually. Okay. Though, I mean, both the epics kind of come from very different spaces. Uh, you know, like the Ramayana seems more, I don't know, maybe it's just my view, means seems more sacred, while the Mahabharata is more like secular, you know, in a sense. So, yeah, that's that's interesting what you said. Well, one thing that we must remember is the epics come from the same time. They yes. were composed at exactly the same time. So they're responding to the same world, which mm. is a world in which Brahmin supremacy is receding and Kshatriyas are coming mm. to power. So they are yes. Kshatriya texts. They are texts about warriors. They are stories about warriors and kings. Um, I'm I'm interested in what you say that the Mahabharata seems to be more secular because God is in Ramayana and in Mahabharata. In fact, Krishna, Mahabharata, as God, always acts as if he's God. He knows he's God. He performs miracles. You know, he um, he stops the sun so that Jarasandha can be killed. He kills Shishupala. You know, um, uh, his his divinity is always on display. Unlike Rama, whose divinity um, is always suppressed, you know, um, even in as fabulously a bhakti text as Ramcharitmanas, um, uh, Rama is not performing miracles ever, really, you know. Um, and the only place we see Rama's divinity in in something like Manas or in Kamba. Tamil Ramayana is when somebody he encounters um, achieves moksha, you know. Mm. Like yeah, that is. Yeah. When he kills somebody, they don't just die. They, they are liberated. Yeah. Uh, when he touches Ahalya, she regains her form. She'd been turned to a stone. In, um, in Kappa Ramayana, she's turned to a stone because her husband curses her. Um, so those are the... Um, the the manifestations of his divinity, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. unlike Krishna, who uh, really, I mean, you know, interrupts the order of, of nature to do yes. what he has to do. So I don't mm-hmm. think Mahabharata is a secular text. 
But I, I absolutely agree mm-hmm. that they occupy different spaces in our imagination. You mm-hmm. know, we treat Ramayana mm-hmm. as a text. We're very, very sensitive to things that people say about Ramayana. We're not so sensitive to things that people say about Mahabharata, you know? That's true, yeah. Yeah, we can all, uh, I mean, nobody takes offense, <laughs> or except for maybe, maybe the person who's been, being compared. If you compare, say, XYZ to to a, a villainous character in a, in the Mahabharata. Yeah, well, let's, um, let's say that so far, uh, people are not yeah. objecting to um, critical perspectives on the Mahabharata. You know, we don't know that that's yeah. going to last forever, so. Yes, okay. Okay, and it's interesting that you bring up Jarasandha, but because you know, I found that you know, in in your in your version, this children's version, you've kind of like skipped over him. And I remember like re- uh, reading that episode many times as a child and being fascinated by yeah, it. Yeah. So why why did you skip over this whole tearing of him? Uh, uh, you know what I mean. You know, it's already long. Um, <laughs> it's longer than, than my publisher wanted. But you know, when she read it, she's like, "Oh, this is fine." You know, we have to keep it all. Um, and obviously, I mean, you do make the choice for the main story. Hmm. You know? And that's why you can see why Amar Katha did what they did, right? With multiple, multiple stories from the Mahabharata. I think they have like a hundred comics or something. Oh, yeah, they have lots. Yeah. yeah, and then they package them differently, the Krishna stories and the somebody else stories, and you know. Um, yes. So yeah, I'm sorry I left out your favorite character, but <laughs> I realized yesterday when I was doing a conversation with um, a young girl, a 14-year-old, for Tata Lit Live, for their um, festival, Hmm. And our conversation went in a direction that made me realize that I had made a terrible, terrible mistake by leaving out Yuyutsu. Oh, yes. Yeah, who fights on the side of the Pandavas. And when he comes back, he is reviled, you know. Of course, that he's not Gandhari's son. He's the son of one of Dhritarashtra's um, servant concubines. and I was just like, man, how could I have left this out? Because it's so important, you know. He is a man who fights with his conscience. He takes the side that he needs to be right. And I'm kicking myself. <laughs> but but what it means is I just get to do another book, which is great. So Yeah. Oh, now that you mentioned it, you, you didn't mention that king who uh, whose son finally gives his life for his youth or whatever. I can't remember his name. Yayati. 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 Yadi and Puru, right? Manjula. How many stories can I? <laughs> I also left out, very importantly, Sarmishtha and Diyani. You know, that's a great story about women fighting and, you know, women. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, no, that, I mean, you know, obviously with something like Mahabharata, I've left out more than I've put in. Um, and one very simple choice, really, um, an, an unfortunate choice, but a necessary choice, is just leave out all the side stories, you know. So Yayati gets left out, and um, wow. Divyani gets left out, and Madhavi gets left out, and Shakuntala gets left out. You know, there are great yeah. women stories in yeah. We just didn't find a place in this version. But, you know, as I said, good for me. I can spend the next 10 years writing stories from the Mahabharata, you know. That's true, yeah. There's lots of that, uh, lots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, this is, uh, I mean, it's 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 very um, 
revealing talking to you because I, I imagine I'm going to face this for the next couple of months. But where is my favorite character? Are you didn't write about Jarasandha? Are you didn't write about this one? Yeah. You didn't write about the Ganpati story in great detail either. <laughs> you know? There you go. Manjula, you're supposed, this podcast is supposed to be how great my book is. Not like everything that's not in it. Yeah, I did not. It's great, it's great. I really, I mean, I really like how you've uh, kind of, you know, you've, a, a child reading it would love it. And it's a great introduction to, it's because I'm graduated, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is intended for the older uh, young leader, you know, I, I, um, it's a complex book. It has very, very complex ideas. Um, and I didn't want to simplify it, you know, because I think one of the cardinal yeah. errors that we have made when we present mm. our difficult stories from the past to our children is we clean them up, mm. you know, yes. and don't allow a young mind to grapple mm. with issues that they're going to have to have to grapple with for their whole lives what is good what is right what is wrong how do I decide so I decided so I mean with Mahabharata I felt that I'm going to you know really really take the chance and write only for the older child you know mm-hmm. and older and um yeah and I'm, I'm again I'm grateful that um Juggernaut let me do that book instead of saying no 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 we want a wider age range and you know um, so yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's why I was able to make it what it was, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I liked also how you dealt with you know things like the uh, the 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 Haran, Draupadi's yeah. uh, disrobing, yeah. and that came out very nicely. I mean, as nice as that can that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I I wanted to convey the horror of that moment. Yes. You know. Mm. Yeah. Is, um, however old you are, whether you're 12 years old or 65 years old, you have to stop at that moment and consider what is being done to this woman in public, you know? Mm. Yeah. We cannot um, soften that. We cannot. And we should not. We should not do it. Mm. Uh, because yeah. It is an absolutely horrifying moment. Um, mm. And it needs to be acknowledged as such, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that comes out very well, very well you know, like you're, you're struck by, by the horror of it. And so I was wondering, like you we were saying, you know, when you reach the, the Bhagavad Gita section, you've managed to encapsulate it and put it there for a child to oh, understand. Thank you. Yeah, I thought that was very important. The other thing, of course, I, uh, well, you know, it's the only part of the story that's told in the present tense. Everything else is in the past tense. Mm. You know, when we get to Bhagavad mm. Gita, Krishna says, Arjuna says. Um, mm. And that I wanted um, to give a sense of eternality. You know, the Bhagavad Gita is not in the past. What it yeah. teaches us is something that we can live with even today. And then the other thing I did uh, was I put the first verse of the Gita, Dharmakshetri, Kurukshetri, in Sanskrit, in the text. That would be exciting for kids to say, oh, I know the first verse of the Bhagavad Gita. You know, it's a very <laughs> verse. Um, and it has a lovely rhythm. And so I did that as well. And, yeah. and I mean, you read it, so you know that it's really, really short. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's about two pages, and I, I think 
for a young reader, I think that's sufficient because, you know, they're going to, I mean, so many of us are going to uh, encounter Gita through our lives. Um, you know how many, many people turn to Gita as they get older. So young readers have a long time to get to know Gita and to understand it in the way that they need to understand it. You know, by the time they're old enough to, you know, deal with all its philosophical consequences, the world will have changed. What we teach them about Gita is not going to be relevant for their times, you know. So it's important that they think through these things on their own. Yeah, but, you know, you've managed to bring out the, you know, the depth of the words of the Gita with very, I mean, I I read this and I thought, gosh, this must have been so difficult, you know. It was tough. It was really tough. I spent the longest, longest time on that. And I did many, many revisions. Um, But then, honestly, Manjula, I can say that there was a moment at which I thought, okay, I've got it. This, not that I've got it, but this is what (laughs) I want to say. And this uh, is how I want to say it. And then I decided, okay, as, as, a, as a writer, that is my moment of truth. That is my moment of honesty. And I just mm. have to leave it, you know? Mm. Yeah. Okay. And another section which I found, which, you know, where you've done a similar thing is that when, you know, when the brothers go to drink water at that lake and they all yeah. fall dead and then yeah. Yudhishthira goes. Yeah. And you know that whole dialogue with the... Yes, yes, yes. You know? Obviously, in that one, you know, there are many, 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 many questions. And I chose the ones that I thought young people could respond to. Hmm. You know, because I mean, even for an adult, some of the questions are just weird. And the answer yes, is yes. weirder, you know. <laughs> um, but that's Mahabharata. I mean, for all that it opens itself to you. Uh, there are so many occasions where it closes itself to you. It's like, no, 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 I'm not going to make this easy for you. Um, and that's the great thing about a retelling, you know, that uh, you can leave out the more difficult parts. Um, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, unlike a translation where you can't yes. leave out the more difficult parts. You have to attend to them, you know. That's what, Ganesha, that's what happened to him, no, when he was, um, when Vyasa was writing. Um, he the, there were things that he just couldn't understand, and Vyasa had told Ganesha that you can only write it down if you fully understood what I'm saying. So every yeah. time Vyasa needed a break, he would make a really really complicated verse and leave Ganesha to figure it out. While you know, I don't know, he went for a cup of tea or, <laughs> or who knows what Vyasa was doing. Right? Uh, so you do feel that. I mean, you feel very very close to Ganesha when you're working with Mahabharata yeah. because there's some things you just don't understand. So, yeah. That's Arsha Sattar talking about her retelling of the Mahabharata for children. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Hmm, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, national average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019.